almost two years ago, I had the opportunity to speak with the doctor who is a lead researcher in a Toronto-based study to treat Parkinson's with ultrasound, and it sounded hopeful. And early results apparently are quite promising. Here to talk about it, Dr. Nir Lipsman, neurosurgeon at the Sunnybrook Health Sciences Centre and the study's co-principal investigator. Welcome to the show. Great to have you back. Thank you. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. Before we get into the early results of what you're seeing in this study using ultrasound, um, let's talk about the current ways of treating Parkinson's and, and the common ways that Parkinson's sure. is addressed. So typically, so Parkinson's is diagnosed, uh, it's a clinical examination, which means that there's no blood test or imaging finding that can definitively establish the diagnosis. So it needs a neurologist who's an expert in movement disorders to make that diagnosis. And the first step is always going to be uh, close observation until such point where the symptoms get uh, too much and they progress. And the next step will be medical treatment. So the idea is that with Parkinson's, over time, there is a deplete of dopamine in the brain. So the whole uh, treatment uh, aspects are going to be uh, at replacing that dopamine with, with medical treatment. And over time, it's very effective, but it becomes less effective uh, over time as the years go on, and then surgery becomes an option. Dopamine, is it, correct me if I'm wrong, that's, that's the feel-good uh, chemical in the brain. How does yeah. that affect movement? So it does many things uh, in the brain. One of the things definitely is involved in reward pathways, and that's that uh, quote-unquote dopamine rush we get when we do something or see something pleasurable for sure. But it's also very closely linked to the motor circuits in the brain, to the regions of the brain that are critical for our movements, our conscious movements, and our activities walking around, uh, getting around the world, etc. So dopamine is critical for many functions. Among them is motor activity. Okay, so how do you treat Parkinson's with ultrasound? Because most of us look at ultrasound and we see it as an imaging uh, device. So this is a new a new tool that we're we're investigating here at Sunnybrook uh, and elsewhere. So the idea is that. Um, in early stages, what we believe is that there may be effective treatments for Parkinson's, but one of the problems is there exists something called the blood-brain barrier. This is a, a physical barrier that's microscopic, that envelops all the small blood vessels of the brain, and that prevents potentially effective treatments and therapies from gaining access to the brain. So there may be drugs, there may be therapies out there that may help Parkinson's, but we just can't get them into the brain effectively and efficiently. And that's where ultrasound may come in. So what we know is that with focused ultrasound, uh, we may be able to create a temporary window in that blood-brain barrier so that whatever is circulating in the bloodstream, whatever we want to gain into the brain, we can do that safely for the first time. And that's what we were able to show in our very early study is that the blood-brain barrier can be opened non-invasively, safely in patients with Parkinson's, and we can deliver a therapy to the brain. How does the ultrasound work to open up that barrier? Well, it's a, physical, it's a physical phenomenon. It's a physical mechanical force. So the idea is that before we apply ultrasound, we inject patients with a, with a contrast agent uh, intravenously, and that circulates throughout the body and it gets to the brain. And once that contrast agent is in the brain, we expose it to focused ultrasound, which is ultrasound energy, sound waves, just like uh, uh, any kind of ultrasound that your, 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 your listeners are familiar with. And the idea is that that contrast agent that we injected takes up that energy and will physically pull apart in a very microscopic way hmm. the cells making up that blood-brain barrier. And it does that temporarily, and it closes up again a few hours later. 
Okay, so how are you uh, treating it then? When are you treating it with the traditional um, yeah. medicines? Then getting them where they need to get more effectively. Yeah, so it's a great question. So what we're uh, investigating specifically is we know that in some patients with Parkinson's, a genetic form of Parkinson's disease, there may they may be missing a very important enzyme in their brain that's involved in the pathways of Parkinson's. So what we hope to do in our study is deliver that very same enzyme to the brain. Now that enzyme you can't just take by mouth and you can't just have that injected because it's way too big a molecule to get into the brain. It needs help and that's where ultrasound can help. So what we can do is we can very focally in a very specific way direct the ultrasound to where that enzyme needs to go in the brain, open up the blood-brain barrier, and that enzyme can get to where, where it needs to go to have a positive effect. I was saying that your your first uh, trial is showing some promising results. It's only four patients, so it's yeah. a small trial. They're the age of, uh, around the average age of 54. Yeah. What have you been seeing? So these are patients that have, again, a genetic form of Parkinson's, so they're diagnosed earlier. They have a more mild form of Parkinson's at yet, so some of them you can't even tell uh, have Parkinson's just looking at them. Um, and what really the, the goal of our trial was first and foremost to show that we can do what we want to do safely, that there are no significant side effects with opening the blood-brain barrier. And that's what we were able to show pretty, pretty convincingly, that patients tolerated the procedure well, they were able to go home within a few hours of their procedure, and there were no serious uh, side effects of opening the blood-brain barrier. Critically, though, we also found that in some patients, there was a positive effect on some of their symptoms when we followed them several months down the road, and that when we did special kinds of scans to look at the activity of the brain, we can see differences than, than compared to when we started the procedure. So we think that we have this safety signal and what we call a signal to suggest that maybe we should continue investigating this. Are there any other um, brain disorders or, uh, or diseases that you could use this uh, ultrasound method for? Absolutely. So you can imagine that the blood-brain barrier is a major obstacle to any disease that uh, a therapy may, you may want to deliver that therapy to, but you can't get access to the brain because of the barrier. So we're investigating this in things like brain cancer, in Alzheimer's disease, in ALS, and in other conditions where there may be effective treatments, but we just can't get them into the brain in sufficient amounts. So it's very much early days, very much uh, experimental at this point, but uh, progress is happening rapidly and we're quite uh, optimistic about that. Dr. Neer, that is fascinating stuff. I really appreciate you joining us. Uh, the next phase of the trial is set to begin uh, or is it already uh, launched? It's set to begin imminently in the next few weeks, and uh, certainly we have more information available online on the Sunnybrook website, and, uh, and uh, people can reach out to us if they want more information. Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. It's fascinating. Hopefully we'll check in again. Absolutely. My pleasure. Thank you. Have a great one. Dr. Lipsman is a neurosurgeon at the Sunnybrook Health Sciences Center and the study's co-principal investigator. Imagine that ultrasound being used for more than just seeing how your babies look.